0: Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Fortitude Dan and with me <laughs> as always is Liege Bastone Sarah. How are you, Sarah?
1: I am hoping that because last week when we were podcasting we were talking about all these things we wanted to know about and literally as soon as we finished podcasting because we kind of go into a bit of a social media silence while we're podcasting so we can just focus on you dear listener um, all these things happened we're like holy shit this is amazing <laughs>
0: Amazing slash annoying, because there's that part of you that's just like, oh, fuck, should we record a new podcast?
1: (laughs) And at that time, it's late for Dan,
0: and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so the answer is no, no, we shouldn't, but... (laughs) God damn it, it would be so much easier if everyone would time their big announcements and work with us on this, but... uh, Yes,
1: why, why, why? No, it's, um, so last week we were, uh, we did, uh, we talked controversy, this week I don't think we got a controversy in sight...
0: Oh, really? Because, you know, if you're opening comments before we started recording about the world's course or anything to go by, we're going (laughs) to... We're gonna (laughs) fucking make some controversy, so yeah,
1: we are going to tell you, dear listener, about worlds. We're going to tell you about transfers because there is so much transfer news, like literally. Dan was going, "Oh yeah," and of course, this. I am like, "What the fuck? What the what? (laughs) What? What?
0: Fuck!" I I have to admit, I have to admit, we've been doing this for like five years now. Um, Like this is our fifth season, and this is basically the first time where I've known like two or three things that Sarah didn't already know, and I am I am not gonna lie. Pretty fucking smug.
1: <laughs> Dear listener, Daniel is always smug, regardless of.
0: Regardless. Fuck off! I'm not British. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway we have transfers we have um we have we have the transfers and worlds because oh my god worlds yeah i guess worlds i don't know i don't think if worlds is actually controversial to be honest it's
0: just annoying (laughs) yeah well i mean isn't that always worlds though really no,
1: like, no, 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 no. I mean, yes, there are always annoying things around Worlds. Yes, I am so steaming that there's no British junior team in Worlds. It's just, it doesn't doesn't make sense. Our British young juniors, they all seem to be sprinters. But, We've got sprinty Worlds. Let's not take them to Worlds. Brilliant. Yeah, Genius.
0: We all know that British cycling has a very strong and very consistent, to be fair to them, it is a very consistent stance, on junior women not being allowed to compete anywhere. So, no,
1: no, no! I mean, no. You normally, send them to worlds. Holy shit! I don't, oh, I don't, I don't even. I can't even. At least I'm not Australian.
0: You say that like it's a good thing.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: How? Uh, <laughs> please explain how that's a good thing. That's.
1: Oh, I love
0: it. Yeah. Love,
1: love, love, love.
0: Um,
1: yes. Yeah, so we have got worlds, and we got. Where do you want to start? Do you want to do you want to
0: start with worlds, or do you want to start with transfers? Because holy shit. Um look I think let's let's start with worlds um give it a bit of a preview because you know we've got several days of of uh racing and races coming up with you know team time trial individual time trial um road race and you know it's it's a week long festival of of you know the best of of cycling from around the world or I'm if... I'm impressed that you actually said it like that because I don't think that's what you believe about worlds dear <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. There's no need to sell me out in front of our friends. Jeez. <laughs> Dan really hates Worlds. It's hilarious. He's... <laughs> oh, look, I, so... don't, I don't super hate it. It's just, look, I mean, we'll get to this in more detail. But, you know, one of the difficulties with Worlds is that, boy, it's just so um, weighted, you know, not, not through anyone's fault towards, you know, a handful of countries that are just... Dominantly strong all the time, and is it one of those Australian? For the first time in like a two thousand million years, sure.
1: <laughs> so I, I, don't know. I kind of feel like there's actually more riders who could win this year in the women's road bro- race. Uh, but let's start. Yeah,
0: sh- there is, but then I mean, at the same time, there is until you get to the Dutch teams, because let's <laughs> be honest, there's so many of them that they could probably feel like three winning teams. <laughs> fucking somehow still come first to 73rd i mean
1: yeah but there is going to be an interesting thing about worlds because worlds this year is very hot now worlds are happening in doha in qatar um qatar and i have issues about going to qatar it's like the human rights abuses are massive and i always feel a hypocrite for for loving the women's to ladies to of qatar um i it's it's not going to have world's atmosphere because, I mean, unless I guess they pay the, the thousands of practically slave-indentured labourers to go and cheer for them. I mean, we could, I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, oh, stop it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not what, the thing is, is Qatar has some fantastic racing for the women, doesn't it? But that's
0: not on the type of course we've got in Worlds. And, you know, it's, it's, also, I mean, as you say, I mean, when you say it's hot at Worlds, it's not, you know, that's not a euphemism. We're talking, we're talking potentially up around the, the high 40s into the, the 50 degree Celsius kind of range um, to the point that the UCI has already come out with their plans um, in case it is too hot, um, which essentially involve basically cutting all of the road races by a little over half.
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't get this. Well, a third. If you're the men, I mean, bear in mind Milano-Sanremo was 300 kilometers this year. This year or last year, they're talking about possibly reducing the men's road race to just 106 kilometers. So it's it's difficult. I mean, I I it's it's really hard for me because on the one hand it's like yeah, it's great that they're actually caring about this, but on the other hand, this isn't a surprise. Like like Qatar Qatar, Qatar being a hot country in october in the beginning of october isn't a surprise it's it's ludicrous that they're kind of talking about oh yeah well you know i mean if they cut if they're cutting the women's if they're talking about cutting the men's road race to 100 kilometers i've no idea what they're even thinking about having the women's road race be
0: yeah i'm honestly i'm not 100% clear on that but it you know i think it's going to be like around 70 or something like that potentially
1: Oh well, isn't it lucky that we've had all those seventy kilometers of yeah, races well, in the? So yeah. it's not going to be the most. It's not going to be the most interesting world for anyone to watch ever. And I think the thing that's, that makes me depressed is that Qatar is always very, very flat, and the racing is normally super exciting because they're out in the desert and they use the wind and they wind ride. And I think that watching wind racing is just some of the most exciting cycling. Well, I mean, some and people it's... love.
0: Absolutely, and it, it's what the Dutch riders all talk about um, at the at the Ladies Tour. They're they're like this is like racing at home, but in nice weather, like in in warm yeah. weather, you know, without the rain. And you know, so that that normally is definitely a definitive characteristic when you think of racing in Qatar. But particularly because it, no matter the length of the race, um, because the races are, are finishing in um, the Pearl district or quarter or whatever you you call it um on circuits um i think they're around 17.5 k each circuits or something like that so you know 28 kilometers oh okay oh no hang
1: on i don't know it's it's it's, it's
0: multiple laps no
1: no 15 yeah seven well at at the moment it's 134.5 kilometers seven laps of 15 kilometers each
0: right right um you know so point being that that there's a lot of um, the race regardless of, of even if it, they race the full distance you know the vast majority of the race is actually going to be these laps through the Pearl district uh, which is you know all nicely um, I don't know it's like the, it's like the artificially built boardwalky area or something you know it's it's a fake
1: island it's an artificial yeah. island. Um and we saw it in the Ladies tour of Qatar um this year because they had a they had one of the you know they had one of they had one of the stages there so it's uh it it's always it, it we, and it wasn't it was quite depressing because it looks technical as fuck doesn't it
0: yeah i mean how would you describe that course no i mean it looks it looks beautifully technical because it's like it's like a really weirdly drawn like almost recumbent bicycle or something. Um, is, is how it looks. You've got these two big loops that, that sort of look like wheels and then there's this weird sort of mushroomy bit that's kind of like a, an alien head or a helmet or something and and whatever. Like it, it could be like some design person could turn that into a pretty cool logo, basically. Um, nah, if you put that out as a logo, your client would go, that's too complicated. Whatever. There are plenty of stupid clients in the world. Like, <laughs> heaps... Like more than two, definitely more than two. And Dan um,
1: knows because he is one. But
0: oh god, <laughs> see, just lazy, lazy humour, Sarah. Lazy. I, 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 and our our beloved listeners expect better from you. Like <laughs> I feel so I feel sad for you.
1: But what do you, I mean? What do you think about the course? Because I think the course is weird.
0: Oh, look, I. <sighs> I mean, you know, the hard part is, and I mean, I know this is true of every race, and it's a massive cliche and whatever. But the the hard part is, you don't quite know how the women are going to race it. Um, And one of the possibilities here is that there is, you know, potentially plenty of sections where things could break up on on you know. There's some really some really tight turns and stuff like that, but it's just hard to see that working because the the course itself, the circuit. Isn't really that long, and it's not going to be like there's not. There's gonna no be stretch
1: to kind of. There, there's no stretch. I mean, it's very technical, but it's yeah. also a little bit dodgy, isn't it? They, yeah. The men's the men's race had lots of crashes there. They've got like it's literally got I mean It's got one. If, if we're talking like those kind of um, hot dog corners, you turns Except they're not probably hot hot dog corners. Cause that's just round and round and round. But they've got U-turns. They've got one U-turn, one round around about that's almost like a U-turn. Another one of those. Another U-turn. Two, three, four. Four U turns. Yeah, I reckon Four they've got.
0: U-turns? I reckon they've got six technical enough looking corners to to be complicated. Um, well, that
1: weird mushroom head one—the the, yeah. the part that it's like a weird mushroom head above Viva Bar Viva Baria Sorry, yep. my language. My language. That's just bonkers because you go into it into a u-turn and then you come out and have this like go back on yourself immediately a hairpin corner zoom around around come back for another hairpin corner come back for another u-turn and that's all within like that's all like within about looks like within within about
0: two two kilometers yeah yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, it's bonkers it's crazy so i'm a bit worried about this course and I'm a bit worried about, like... Well, I mean, I, I, I guess mean, if they my... turn this into a crit, that would be interesting, but we don't have a crit World Championships.
0: Well, see, and this is... My basic feeling is that, that you know, we know historically that in terms of one-day races on less familiar courses, um, you know, everyone tends to race it a little more conservatively. So it just seems more and more likely to me that we'll get some fast-paced setting to to shed all the duds off the back and, and sort of get the, the core group of 30 or 40 riders loose at the front. Um, Do you think? I, think? I think so, because, I mean, bear in mind, we're talking at least seven laps. So, you know, take three laps to, to shake every, everyone else off. You know, you're left with probably, you know, your top 30 or so riders. Um, but I, I think it's most likely that they're probably going to stick together almost the whole way. I don't...
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's... I mean, the interesting thing is these roads are only like um, two lanes, you know, one or two lanes wide as well. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I'm just worried... And what between, I don't want between to happen between all of
0: that and the heat and the fact that we also know going in that basically everyone knows that this is a sprinter's race and the teams are loaded with sprinters. Um, I, you know, I mean, I think this is what everyone's gearing up for.
1: Yeah, it's not very... I mean, it just doesn't look... It, it's just it's interesting to me like, Well, you know it's...
0: But, but then again like my, my my second favorite scenario could come true in in the middle of all of this is that everyone's like oh yeah well complicated and 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 you know everyone's expecting a sprint or whatever and so tiff cromwell could just you know kick off and and spend 100 kilometers out the front on her own and just win the whole thing that would be cool
1: <sighs> okay here's a question for you what's the best mariana voss has ever done in qatar
0: um, the best. Nothing?
1: Yes! <laughs> Marina Voss has never raced the Ladies to have Qatar. Yeah.
0: So, you know, but I mean, I also, I mean, you look at look at the Dutch team then, you know, like, and no disrespect to Voss, but, like, you've got Van de Breger, Van Dyke, Van Vlurten, and of course, Kirsten Field. Like,. Like, you see, I'm not expecting... Think, I'm not expecting everyone to be sacrificed on the altar of Voss for this race.
1: I think, when I look at... I mean, that's a long list. How many... No, I think that's actually their team. I think this is actually their team, okay? Chantal Black, Roxana Knaeteman, Amy Peters, Anna van der Breger, Ellen van Dijk, Anamit van Vleuten, Mariana Voss, Kirsten Yeah, Yeah,
0: like... like... And and this this is the thing is when we started, I was like, "Holy shit, Australia's got their strongest team, you know, in years for for this world. And then you get, you know, you you keep going down the list and whatever, and you get to the Dutch team, and it's just like, ah, fuck.
1: Let's let's just have a look at how some of these riders have done in Qatar before, okay? Because I mean, now bear in mind—I mean, bear in mind
0: it's named the is named the Kirsten Field Invitational now, so I mean. But bear
1: bear, bear in mind that um that, that like that, that that it's normally in the wind, so you know we're not like as good as as, as it's not going to be. So let's start with Amy Peters. You know she's she's one of the less she's one of the less strong riders in the team. <laughs> Amy Peters, uh, she's she's young, she's young. In 2014, she won stage two, and she was the best young rider, and she was second overall.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, not a lot of form here, is what we're saying. In in
1: 2015, she wasn't so good. She only came ninth overall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And this year, she came sixth overall, and she was third on stage two. Yeah, okay, yep. let's look at let's look at another one of those Dutch riders. Let's let's just take one at random. Let's take Ellen Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't think that this is Ellen's ideal course. I think Ellen Van Dyke in a normal Qatari course, it's normally those long, long run ins that she's really super powerful that she's really, really super powerful on. But um hang on, I just wanna say there's something wrong with that list because Lucinda Brand's not on it. Ah. I... Lucinda Brand is, Mariana Voss always says that Lucinda Brand has the best technical skills in the peloton. They are so strong that Lucinda Brand's not on the list. So Ellen Van Dyke this year, she won one stage. She came third overall with her teammate Romy Casper second, which is awesome. Let's see what did she do last year. Um, last year she was third over. She won one stage and was third overall again. Um, two thousand and fourteen, I should have prepared this beforehand, but you know i haven't um, two thousand and fourteen she didn't race two thousand and thirteen she was second on stage three and third on stage two and third overall, which I think is the won that year because she was definitely behind oh, no, that was the year before, so yeah um Ellen van dyke she's quite good at this, but you think you know there aren 't that many riders who've won stage at the Ladies at the Ladies Tour of Qatar, and do we know why that is
0: Well, because it's windy
1: and hard. No, do we know why only a few riders have won stages at the latest tour of Qatar?
0: Well, because Ellen Van Dyke wins them all? Kirsten Vield wins them oh, all! Oh, right, right, that's where you were going, okay, cool.
1: Yes, yeah, so go Kirsten Vield. Kirsten Vield this year only won one stage and was second on, to, on stage three and stage four, but that's because she Which... had hideous, hideous crashes in stage two, and it was a disaster.
0: And, but and, when and she won... quite literally has been her worst performance at, the, at Qatar for years.
1: Yeah, Kirsten Vield, Sometimes she doesn't ride it, and then other people get the chance to win, which is awesome of her. But so she didn't ride in two thousand and fifteen because of track. In two thousand and fourteen, she only didn't win one stage. Like her least, she she won she won she won three of the four stages. Her worst result was fifth, and she won overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, basically, when we say Tour of Qatar in two thousand and thirteen, she only didn't win one of the stages. Her first worst result was sixth. Um, in stage one she won all the other stages and she won overall and look it's really easy for those in, 2000, in 2012 <laughs> she only won two stages and she only came third uh in 2010 she won um she only won one stage but she won overall hurrah um in 2009 she didn't win a stage at all but she won overall so you know it yeah. is the we, we when we when we joke about it being the kirsten field invitational it really is the Kirsten and Vield Invitational. It's only been raced race since 2009. She won it. Um, she won it. She's won it four times. Ellen Van Dyke won it in 2011. Uh, Judith Arnt of Blessed Memory. We wish she was still racing. Won in 2012. Lizzie Armistead, now Lizzie Danan, won in 2015 when Vield wasn't there. And Trixie Warwick won it this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, you say all that, and you know, we talk as much as we have about the wind and and sprinting and that. ...can create a false impression of how um, easy it, relatively speaking, has been for Kirsten... ...because she's won in all sorts of conditions, you know, she's won the bunch sprint, she's won... ...you know, stages and and editions where it's literally been basically her versus up to 12 other riders... Um, battling it out oh. to get to the the end of the stage, there was that great one, you know, that we often joke about, where there were like five of six Orica riders or something in the in the break, yeah, with in the break. and yeah. and she and she covered every single attack and then still won the stage as well. Like you know, it, it, it's not just that. It's not just that she's a great sprinter although she is it's not just that she's great in the wind although she is it's not just that she's great tactically although she is it's that Qatar belongs to her and but I- the only thing I wonder is whether that
1: Dutch team will gel, and if they've got too many leaders. I mean, the Netherlands do generally have that issue that they do ride all for one and one for all. Mm. But they've got—I mean—they've got to ride. I—I I don't know whether they all get on with each other. Like, Honestly, there's a lot of there's a lot of big personalities in that squad. Sure,
0: but I mean, is, isn't that the Dutch thing? You know, of being such like plain spoken people and and knuckling down and doing the job anyway kind of thing. Like, like, I I help I mean if you want to bet against them by all means go ahead like throw your money away that's totally up to you but I'm, I'm not you know like I I dare to hope and that's as that's as brave as I can be um, see I'm the team that we know does they come out of the
1: blocks and they ride like a team every single time and they don't care who they genuinely legit don't care who wins as long as she's in Azuré and that's Italy and oh, they I, have
0: I, got I, I thought for sure you were going to say USA so yeah yeah <laughs>
1: Italy have got so many sprinters. I mean, so many sprinters. You look down their long list and you're going, shit, holy fuck. Marta Bastianelli um, has won lots of sprints and was a former world champion before her doping came back, baby came back. Um, Georgia Bronzini, male. Technically, she's retiring this year, but I just can't see her going. But Giorgio Bronzini has won world, Road Worlds twice from sprints and is fantastic. Um, Maria Giulia Confalonieri is a great sprinter. Barbara Gurishi is a great sprinter. I mean, we're looking at that long list, and Elisa Longo Borghini might not be able to race because there might be too many pe- too many top sprinters to go there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that then, is a... That but is then, then you've got to assume that the Dutch let all those sprinters make it to the end. So...
1: Yeah, but if it's a short race though, what can you do? I mean, this is the thing: is is like it's and the Italians are going to be better at riding in the heat than the Dutch for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's that's definitely. I think that's that's definitely a factor. Absolutely. You know, another country that's got
1: a really strong team and is good at riding in the heat, Dan. South Africa. Australia
0: <laughs> It honestly this is our and no disrespect to previous um Australian teams at Worlds, you know, like like courses vary significantly and play to different strengths and, and whatever. And you know, this is a year where some of our best riders and our best informed riders happen to be best suited to this type of course. So this is this is one of the most exciting Australian squads um I've seen in recent years. Um, with, you know, Tiff Cromwell, Gracie Elvin, Kat Garfoot, Chloe Hosking, Lauren Kitchen, Lauren Rowney, and Sarah Roy. I mean, holy shit, that's a team that can do something. Um, Both
1: Kat Garfoot and Chloe Hosking won stages at the Tour of Qatar this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Tour of Qatar. And, and you look at, you know, Chloe's having the season of her her career thus far. Um, Lauren Kitchen is one of the most consistent performers in the peloton and and has a slew of top tens this year. Um, you know, Lauren Rowney, Gracie Elvin are two of the most reliable domestiques um, in almost any situation. Uh, Sarah Roy can put a punch on and do a good lead out when you need it. And Tiff Cromwell has had a lot of um, return to form this year as well. I mean, this is a, this is a team that can do stuff.
1: Tiff Cromwell has been reinventing herself as a sprinter, hasn't she? Yeah,
0: yeah, and which, I mean, like, I think that was the thing that blew me away more than anything else was was seeing her win a bunch sprint this year. Like, that's not something I ever thought I'd witness.
1: But like, not just a bunch sprint, Dan, but one of the top, toughest bunch sprints because Tiff Cromwell this year, we knew her from her amazing climbing skills and her breakaway action, but she hasn't won for a very long time until this year when she won a bunch sprint at the Giro.
0: Yeah. And
1: even if you don't know much about women's cycling, the Giro—it's a—it's basically—it's the only women's Grand Tour, and it's in Italy. And lots and lots of Italian Italians are very, very, very top, uh, very, are the top sprinters in the world. And with and a lot of riders who sprint knew that they weren't going to get the Olympic chance of the climbers. Winning a sprint at the Giro is a fucking big deal. Like yeah. it's huge. It's huge. And so, yeah. I'm, I'm, but she's also been an incredible. Well, I don't know whether it's an incredible lead-out rider. It's been interesting watching um Canyon-Sram because they've always had that thing where they were doing those immense lead-outs.
0: Yeah, yeah. In
1: so many sprint stages, and it, sometimes it worked, but a lot of times it didn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I but, mean, that, that was that was literally the story of the Giro, wasn't it? You know, the day before Tiff won, they tried it and it didn't work. The day she won, they tried it and it did. You know, and yeah. Um,
1: and Tiff's been top 10 in, in Qatar because she's, you know, even when she wasn't sprinting, hmm. she, oh, she was seventh this year, even when she's not a sprinter, she's 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 really, it, it just seems like it suits her. But, you know, with with Hosking, the only thing is, will the pressure get to Chloe Hosking?
0: Yeah, honestly, I, I, I it's hard to say. I mean, because she's had an amazing year, but she's also, you know, she won her last race. Um, which is I mean even though it's one of the smaller races, it's really a good psychological boost and shows that she's in you know the right frame of mind and and you know um, probably probably in the right shape for where she wants to be to to peak for worlds as well so you know it, it is it is a question, but i mean hell if you if you're going to put that kind of pressure on yourself, it might as well be the best year of your career so far mightn't it you know like
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And Qatar is a. I mean, Qatar She's always had a lot of success there. She was. Um, if you look back, two thousand and ten was her first race. She was third and sixth, but then she she crashed. She crashed out of it. Yeah. Um. Two thousand and eleven, she got a third place. Uh. Two thousand and twelve, she was fifth overall. Her best race was second in in stage two uh 2013 she won stage 1 and she was second overall 2014 she had two third places and was third overall 2015 she had one second place two fourth places and was second overall and then this year she won a stage yeah so it's kind of like it's it's yeah it's, she knows
0: it yeah exactly it's not an unknown environment for her either and as you say look uh, you know I mean yes it, it, through peak summer, everyone raises in hot temperatures and and stuff, but you know it is true that like in australia in the in the summer, there is a lot of conditions that that get into similar sort of realm as um as they will experience in Qatar depending on the extremity I mean yes, Qatar could definitely be more extreme um but you know.
1: It's, I mean, it's going to be bonkers. Cat yeah. is going to be bonkers. It's be too way too hot. It's just it's, we're going to be sitting there going, "It's a short race. What the fuck, UCI? Why is this a surprise? You know, this is this is this is bonkers." But it's. I mean, they're going to like we always say with the women, they're going to ride it super well. They're going to they're going to give it. They're going to give it everything. It's worlds. It's important still. Uh, Yonin Dora. Again, now sometimes the thing that's interesting about Qatar is we don't often see trackies giving it hundred percent because it's still they're still in full they're still in peak track season. Yep. And it's either just after worlds or it's before track worlds. So Yodin Dora is one, one of the top top sprinters. We cannot discount her. She was sixth in two thousand and fifteen overall. Um, she didn't race this year because of track. Um, two thousand and fourteen, she was seventh overall. She in two thousand and thirteen, she was sixth overall. But this is all off the back of um, those were all off the back of her um, place, you know, her kind of place, her her coming in the top top tenth and stuff. Yep. So she's not. I mean, I would. I obviously Yolene's a former road world junior world road world champion, and I'm am always a fan of Yolene Dora. So, but is it too hot for her? Is she gonna be? Is she gonna be on form? Don't know. Um, Leah Kirkman, Leah Kirkman. She's been one of the. T- best riders of the season Mm -hmm. what do you think
0: oh look uh, you can never rule her out i mean you know i think i think a lot of these riders though it comes down to you know like we were talking about just before there's there's potential for sort of the traditionally dominant teams and possibly a couple of other outliers but now we're talking about riders who mostly are going to rely on it getting to a proper bunch sprint at the end and having a bit of luck like you know there's no question Leah Kirkman could can podium and possibly even win if the conditions are right but you know it it needs to be a bunch sprint and she needs to be lucky basically
1: yeah i think i think if it does go shorter it plays into the hands of your Dora's your wheels and your Amelie Diederiksen's your points racers because mm. we always joke that um, Kirsten Field rides the Tour of Qatar like a points race Tour of Qatar like a points race and in the World Championship in the world, road World Championships uh, sorry in the Olympics Amelie Diederiksen was just phenomenal just phenomenal she took about three laps I think in, in, she's just beautiful 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 points racer and she's also a beautiful sprinter she's a two time junior world champion yep. i think that didrickson is my dark horse to to get there stay there and win we've only seen her race really as a as a domestique you know for yep. for for for, for bulls rental because you know she's very she's very very young yet i think she's still only 20 but she's yeah it's um I'm, I'm interested in what Diederiksen can do. I'm interested in Lotte Lapisto. Lotte Lapisto has become one of definitely marked her place, marked her card as one of the top sprinters in the world. Um, is it too hot for her? She's Finnish. You know, I guess, I guess, you know, the the more northern, the more colder your country is, the more I worry about you in Qatar. You know, (laughs) like it's, it's, it's like, oh shit, so the Scandis, I'm just like, oh my God, are they all going to like, you know, they should be riding in ice suits basically because the poor, the poor Scandis, uh, all Scandinavians, all need to, all all need to suffer. I mean, Lotte Pisto hasn't done particularly well in the Ladies Tour of Qatar. She was, she didn't ride this year. She was, Came 37th overall in 2015. That's the only time she's raced. Her best result was 19th. However, yeah. that could be because the ladies' tour of Qatar is like in February. That could have been that she wasn't. She just wasn't. You know, it wasn't a team priority. She wasn't yet on on form.
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: The French have Roxanne Fournier and Pascal Juland, who I think could get on. To, one of them could get onto the podium. They're both super top sprinters. Mm. The Germans have got. Lisa Blenauer, and Trixie Warwick.
0: Yeah, which... I... And Rami Castor. Yep, yep. I mean, and, and the Germans are, you know... I mean, I don't think I'd single anyone out as a dark horse particularly, but taken as a team, I think they're a dark horse team, if you know what I mean. No,
1: Trixie Warwick won the Tour of Qatar this year. Like yeah, geez.
0: but I mean that she won the stage, the the overall. I mean, I I don't just given this course. I mean, this is the thing, you know. When when you look at the the tour, and I think this is what's part of what's hard about trying to compare is because you've got this one frame of reference for form, being the the ladies' tour. But as you said earlier, because it's it's actually mostly going to be happening in round the pearl, um, we're not going to see the same kind of racing, and so.
1: Trixie, yeah, Trixie is Trixie, ha-ha, <laughs> Trixie, I mean, yes, Trixie, Trixie Warwick is the, well, is one of those well, riders who, she'll get into a, she'll, she's so clever, yeah, she no, came second in stage you're jinxed, two this year, you're
0: jinxed with that pun, like,
1: like she came second in 2015 she was also she was fourth overall and second in stage two in 2014 she was fifth overall in 2013 she was fifth overall and second on stage two in 2012 she was second overall and won one stage um you know it's like you have to go back um, in 2006 you have to go back right to 2010 for her not to have, you know, been yeah, up on the podium.
0: Yeah, no, she, she definitely but, had a shot right up until you jinxed her. So, yeah, but
1: I think she's, I think she's, um, she's wind. She's good at the wind riding, but she you, gets away in, in, into the wind riding. Any wind. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying is, like, I don't know. I mean, oh, I would love it. It would be a fairy tale. Trixie Warwick, obviously she, um, had her, she had a horrible crash. Her kidney, her kidney was, uh, was um taken out. Yeah. Um, Lizzie Armistead, Lizzie Danon, she won the tour of Qatar in 2015 in a non-Kirsten veiled um, uh, year. I feel morally obliged to point out, um, which isn't being mean to isn't being mean to Lizzie. It's just that it's just that it's like I feel like it's a different thing to beat Kirsten than to
0: yeah. Well, and also, I mean, again, I think it's it's a different um, situation too when we're talking. Um, you know, this year, this course, and and national teams, you know, there's enough there's enough variabilities there. When when is riding with Balls or, or whomever, you know, she's surrounded by a bunch of riders who are strong in the wind, who are good in um those sort of situations and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, with the with the British national team, that's not necessarily going to translate in the same way. You know,
1: yeah, she does. I mean, this is, this, however. The same thing went for last year and she won worlds. Yeah, like last yeah. year, the British National, last year she was, effect- I'm so sorry to say this, but she was effectively riding solo. This year, Um, you know, she, she, this year she's got Danny King. Yep. Um, Danny King and I would say Hannah Barnes and maybe Alice Barnes are good. Um, yep. Are going to be obviously. Hannah Barnes could actually win herself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: If in a bunch sprint, Hannah Barnes is a better bunch sprinter than Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie Dana and Lizzie is oh, just genius rider, but she's a classics rider. Mm. You know, but she's she she's she's um yeah.
0: But Lizzie's Lizzie's the kind of rider who really to make this work is going to have to look for that kind of um. You know, theoretical breakaway, and then she's going to have to drive it like a like an absolute monster um, to keep it away and try and try and win from that. Really,
1: I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what like in the heat either. I I don't know whether I think she wilts, but then I don't know. But that's nonsense because she won the tour of, when she won the tour of Qatar in two thousand and fifteen. While I am saying yes, yes, it was a non the old year, which is fair. Equally, she also won like. Um, a ton of stage, you know, she won won half the stages, so it's kind of like I'm being unfair, I'm being fair, I'm not sure, I don't know, I mean can basically...
0: I I think, basically, I think she can do it, but uh, you know, like I said earlier, I think there are a lot of these writers now who you know, everyone needs luck it's just some need more luck than others and...
1: Now, yeah. yeah I think the USA are going to have one of the chances to actually race as a team or at least have a sub-team that's going to race as a team better than they have done for years.
0: Yeah, well, see, this is one that's interesting to me because, I mean, you joked before about, well, maybe, you know, not so much joke, but raised the question of whether or not the Dutch could ride as a team. And this is a question that I have over the Americans, you know, is, uh, and it's not so much a case of are there too many heads of, of, um, you know, or egos in play. It's just, uh, I'm not 100% sure that this is a team that... the gels
1: i think it's more likely to gel than anyone else than 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 previous usa teams okay so they've got ali Dragoo, megan Guarnier, amber neban corin rivera alexis ryan carmen small and lauren stevens now out of those we know that Guarnier, ryan and small can super domestique and can and do super domestique and there's a clear leader in that corin rivera is by far the best sprinter yep so I kind of feel like... I kind of feel like this is the chance... Normally it's like... Normally the problem is is that you have hilly worlds and there's lots and lots of hilly... You know, there's lots and lots of hilly USA riders.
0: But well, I reckon that... But, I, but there's, I also, that there's it, also the other perennial problem for the USA in terms of their tactics, which is, you know, go too hard too early and then... Yeah,
1: but you know who's been helping them with their tactics for the last year, don't you?
0: Um. Well, I mean... It, but but she can't. Who's she, who? She can't, who's, she can't scare them all away, in Qatar? can she?
1: Who's the queen of sprints? Here, who is the queen of sprinting, Dan? <laughs> who is the queen of sprinting?
0: What who? Do you, what do you mean? Was? I mean, she still is the queen of sprinting. Who's the
1: goddess of sprinting? <laughs> uh,
0: Ina.
1: Now she never rode Qatar, but we're talking Ina Yoko Twittenberg.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it, for me, that's really that's that's the big part of it. Is okay, so. you you make a convincing case of why they should be able to race together as a team and assuming that they can actually race together as a team, can they put together the right set of tactics and then adjust those tactics on the road in order to execute that plan you know.
1: I reckon. I reckon that this is the best. So normally we say, normally the USA has this terrible problem, and they have a super strong team, but they've got, they just don't know how to ride as a team. And this year, and it's and it's always tragic because you know you see them going out. And the other thing is, is that a lot of these riders are riders who weren't, who don't, who aren't used to. It. It's been like you know you've had lots of USA riders who want to be on the front because they're not that good at bunch riding so they get out on the front. You see them attack and attack, really killing it and all the USA fans on Twitter are going, Oh, it's amazing! The USA are dominating the the, the they're they're really they're really owning the fur owning the race. Yeah, yeah, for the last couple of laps the USA have been owning the race. Oh this is amazing. They're burning off all the competition and right behind them are the uh Italians and the Dutch and the Germans giggling sniggering, keeping on top, getting ready to go, and the USA team fades. And I think that this is the... I just feel... i just got a feeling, looking at that squad, that they'll be able to be teamy in ways that previous teams won't.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I'll certainly certainly be keen to see, see what they put together. And you're and, absolutely right. There's no question that they've got a really potent mix of threats for multiple scenarios, um, both defensive and offensive. So... You know. I mean, I
1: can see, I can see, and then they're used to riding in the heat. Mm. I don't know. I mean, they, they may have a problem in that they've got, it's not like the the Italians have got this massive advantage in that they've got like probably all of their riders that they put in could win in a sprint. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Let's say they've only got, let's say they've only got six riders who could win a bunch of sprints.
0: Well, wow, for them.
1: I know. Whereas the USA, they do have all their eggs in a Corin Rivera shaped basket. Having said that, there's lots of riders there who could escape. And I think and Carmen Small has a has a super speedy speed. Um The only other team we haven't talked about, Dan, really, that I think is we should really, really be watching, I mean, apart from Russia, who always come out of nowhere, blah, 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 and oh, look, there's Hannah Solovey. But Sweden.
0: Yeah, okay. Lay it on us. Sw-
1: Sweden, Emilia Fullin, Emma Johansson, Sarah Mastonen, Alexandra Nesma and Sarah Penton. Now, Emma Johansson's Last Worlds.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Silver Emma. I know she hates that. I'm sorry I yeah, said that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, ooh, I flinched.
1: <laughs> yeah, I flinched too. Emma Johansson's Last Worlds. Yep. Emma Johansson is canny... I nearly said I nearly I just nearly said something really bad. I nearly said Canny AF canny as fuck basically <laughs> is, is is Emma Johansson. What do you think?
0: Um look, I'd love an Australian victory. Um and <laughs> She's and not Australian anymore. Yes, she, she's British. Nope, she's she a hundred percent Australian. You speak to ask her a question in English and hear her Australian accent. She's a hundred percent Aussie. Um slash Swedish. So yeah, I, I'd love to see it. Um, it would be it would be one of the the multiple fairy tale scenarios, wouldn't it, for for Emma to win worlds in? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, you know what? My absolute. She's never. She's kind of come fifth in the ladies' tour of Qatar, and she's got. And she's her res, her good results come from um, sprinting like a lunatic uh, you know, getting into breaks and mm-hmm. and and stuff. But uh, you know, my fairy tale win Voss.
0: Oh, look! Voss is definitely again one of those one of those options. To be perfectly honest with you, though, I I kind of feel like the script for Voss this year would be better in a support role. To to be completely. Oh, honest. do you mean do you mean do you mean the script for Voss would be Voss um,
1: Voss leading it's Voss being like ultimate lead out woman and making everyone chase her down and holy yeah, shit yeah exactly
0: Voss... like you know I'm 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 thinking more along the lines of like you know 30k's ago or 25k's ago Voss does this dramatic. You know, thing across. Emma jumps with her because Emma's skill is always knowing when to go and with whom. And Voss. And then, and then then the two of them solo away for ages until like you know, fifteen k to go. And then all of a sudden, Voss sits up, and Emma's got to decide what to do. And you know, and then it all comes back. And... No,
1: Voss does sit up. Voss. No, what happens is Voss attacks, 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 attacks. Everyone chases Voss. The Dutch just giggle, and yeah, and Kirsten Field wins in a sprint. I mean, yeah. That's... Well, I-
0: exactly. But I mean, you know, any any one of those sort of scenarios in which you know Mariana plays this amazing, um, you know, support role <laughs> is. is... Just... Yeah. Oh, my Yeah.
1: Sorry, I just you know we were mentioning Inejoke Teutenberg race being the USA yeah. USA's um, coach the yeah. USA's uh, coach guess <laughs> guess who we've got in the junior team for the Germans oh is this her niece Leah Teuttenberg <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Oh yeah, Leah Twittenberg is a first-year junior. She's the sister. She's the daughter of Ina's Ina Yoko totenberg's brother Lars. Lars was a racer in his own right, but he's better known as being like the king of mechanic, uh, the king, the king mechanic, like genius at getting bikes better and faster and more brilliant. And I am so ecstatic. Like it's it's like you know, like we we have quite a lot of second-generation riders. Yeah. Um, in terms of you know, uh, both um, Shari Gillow, Olga Zabalinskaya was the her her her, her father uh, won the Olympic road race. We've got quite a lot um, Amy Peters is the daughter of a uh, of a of a of a writer, um, uh, Peter Peters, who's now the, co- the coach, is now a track coach. Uh, and Roxanne Kneteman is obviously the daughter of world champion and superstar Harry Kneteman But there's something really exciting about. And makes me feel really old about the, (laughs) about the, the, about the kind of second generation of riders that we know and cheered for. Like, like Leah, Leah Teutenberg, is. I am so. I mean, poor girl. No pressure. No pressure there at all, is there?
0: No, no, not at all. Not at all. So. No
1: pressure. No one's going to expect you to be a sprinting genius. But yeah, I am. I mean, I imagine that Canyon, that Ronnie Lauk has got her signed up already. But yeah, <laughs> um, it's going to be fascinating. I just want to have a quick look at the juniors. Sure. Because sure. obviously we have got we got Leah we got we got um we got Leah Totenberg. But she's also riding with Krista Lippa Riffel who won the junior energy Walk um and won a stage there. So she's a good strong sprinter. The French, I'm looking at Juliette Laboue as my as the rider I know most about, but Clara Caponi, I think, was in the she was she won the um I think she won it but she might have come second in the uh, trofeo da Moreno, which is the women's Trofeo, um, Trofeo Binder. Mm. Um, I am, um, it's just, it's exciting looking at these juniors because you don't, the thing, The best thing about juniors is I know a little bit about them, but I don't, but there's all these names that you've never heard before, you know, yeah, you're looking yeah. at them going, ooh, 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 and yeah, the Who else? Um, the Italians, of course the Italians are going to be good at this. We've got um, Letizia Patanosta is probably my, and Elisa Balsamo are my best junior Italians, what I know of. You know, The Netherlands are just strong as fuck. Again, they're amazing. You've got Micah Bugard, uh, Fleur, Na, Fleur Nagengast, Arianna Prisha, Nicole Steiginger, and Carline Swinkles. And Bugard and Nangengast and Swinkles, and Prussia and St- all fought all the way through the um, Junior Energy Walk Tour and the Junior, um, Junior ah, Omloop van Borsalais, Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: which are the big junior race, stage races? But I, you know, you look at them and you're going, wow, those are really, those, those young Dutch riders are just phenomenal. Um, but again, is it going to be too hot for the Dutch, for little Dutchies, little Dutchies? The rider who is my favourite, I'm just and this isn't based on results or she's very strong results, is Susanna Anderson of Norway. Right. I I, I love her. She's fantastic. She's so strong and so clever. But again, is it going to be too hot for her? Maybe the Italians have the priorities here. Have the have the most advantage, or maybe the Aussies. I know nothing about these Aussies. Madeline Faznacht, uh, Jamie Gunning, Chloe Mor- Moran. Right. Don't yeah.
0: know them. No. no.
1: Don't know about them because because this is the thing that's beautiful about Worlds, is we get this is the first chance this is the first chance for some of these riders to race um,
0: non domestically you know, basically
1: yeah yeah basically um, Lena Lena Metro of Switzerland won a stage of the Junior and the Tour. I mean the the, United, the USA have got some very some names I know so Hannah Aronsman Megan Heath Summer Moak and Skyler Schneider one of the Schneider sisters. Mm. They're going to want to be repeated. You know, last year they had one, two in the time trial at the road race. So you know, we're it's it's they've got they've got they've got big 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 cleats yeah, to fill.
0: Definitely got big ambitions. Yeah.
1: But there's, I mean, the junior race is going to be well. It would be fantastic. But imagine if the women's race gets up, down to <laughs> to seventy kilometers. How much is the junior well, race? The junior race uh, is meant but, to be 74 also... and a half.
0: Also, bear in mind, though, that, you know, that's all really theoretical because it depends on the conditions on the day. And, and as we said at the top, you know, this is a week of racing. These aren't all happening on the same day. So, you know, it's it's actually also even possible that, you know, the men's race gets cut down and the women's race doesn't, you know.
1: Yeah, but I think they're going to look after... Hopefully, they'll be looking after the juniors more than they'll be looking after anyone else.
0: Oh, jeez. like... Wow! Talk about temp cynical Dan out of the out of the the heart. Like, I mean, the UCI looking after the interests of riders is is that a thing that you really want me to 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 start to discuss? Like, I think
1: if you're going to look after anyone, you're going to look after the sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds, aren't you?
0: If you're the UCI, like that's 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 the the proposition you're putting to me that the the riders' interests come first for that organization. When literally last week we talked. Uh, extensively about the dispute between um, teams and, and the UCI over, oh Jesus. Anyway, um...
1: I reckon, I just reckon, I mean, okay, when you're starting on 74 kilometres, if you take it down to by half, if they only do two laps of the 15 kilometre circuit, yeah, that is basically a crit, right? I reckon that I reckon I mean that becomes fascinating no, no, because but, on the one but, hand you...
0: but they're not if they're starting on seven laps of the 15 kilometer circuit plus whatever the the ride out is it's like a No they miles. don't do
1: a ride out. They don't do a ride out. They just do laps. The juniors start on the pearl and they just do four laps of oh, 15 Okay,
0: minutes. Oh, right, right. Okay. Well, yeah, then there's really nothing to cut is there, so
1: Yeah. Um, let's just have a quick chat. We talked a little bit about this, the ITT last week, um, but the ITT is fascinating. We do not have current world cha- reigning world champion Linda Willemson.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know it, why it
1: I'm gutted for Taylor Wiles that she's not in Worlds. Again, um, she's, the you know, USA are fielding Amber Neibin and Carmen Small, because yep. while Evelyn Stevens is going out there to race her last race in the team time trial, she's not racing an individual time trial.
0: No, no, which, I mean, I guess given that she's already announced her retirement and, and stuff, I mean, uh, it sort of makes sense. Also, the US is kind of hot for time trialists at the moment. Um, I still although, think it, I know, still can't why, imagine why, why, why you're taking she... Yeah, well, why wouldn't you take your reigning Olympic champion? You know, the month after the
1: Olympics, oh, Kristen, yes, But yeah. Kristen Armstrong. We've talked about this before. Literally, only peaked for the Olympics. Yeah, like, I know. Her...
0: But I mean, that's part of. Uh, I mean, she doesn't yeah. want to ride. She yeah, literally I know. Only for... I know, but it's like uh... she doesn't care.
1: It's her anyway. choice um Cat Garfoot I mean, the Australianness doesn't count because she was born in Germany. Caroline Canwell. Um, no Linda Willemsen, which is weird. No Ellen Stevens, which is weird. um Carmen Small, very good chance. Lisa Bilenauer and Trixie Warwick, very strong. Very, very good yeah, chance. Yeah, but then um,
0: it's the same problem I have with the road race. I come back to you know Anna van der Ellen van Dijk, and van Vleuten. Like, are you say Are you saying it's going to be a Dutch podium? I'm, I, look, let me put it this way: I think you'd be hard pressed to find three riders who were more determined to make a mark in in the ITT. Um, like, like, I mean, I know, I know, everyone wants to it's win, been, everyone wants to do been well, been but, but, holy shit! Like Ellen Van Dyke after what happened to her in the Olympic time trial. Like, oh man, how much would you want to prove that? Now, the,
1: the weird thing about this time trial—it's a fucked up time trial course, really—is issue language because the time trial course for women
0: <laughs> is. I think I think that's the first time in the history of the podcast either of us has apologized for swearing. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's a, It is. It is a. It's a mad time trial course because while it's twenty-eight point nine kilometers long, which is long, it's flat. Which we've seen before, which play into it's technical because it's the pearl, it's the pearl lapse,
0: yeah yeah it, well exactly except that it does um it does that um like sort of double loop thing somewhere along the way, so yeah it's um but it is basically the pearl lapse, and it just you know.
1: It's two laps of the same thing. So, two I mean, it's two laps it's... of the
0: same circuit on opposite sides of the road and basically yeah, it's it's gonna be really interesting in, in terms of flat technical with a lot of corners, but you know, flat and
1: I don't think I've seen a time trial course like this one.
0: I can't recall anything, you know quite like this. It's also it's it's gonna be interesting just to see um like distance wise who, who are plays to I mean there's a lot of con- in terms of conditions the relative shortness of it like it's not like a longer time trial
1: no it is, it is a long time, it's, it's a long time trial for women it's 30 kilometers like yeah. most of the time trials they do are around 15k yeah
0: yeah
1: uh... it's a long time trial course for women I mean unless they cut it um, I I don't know I mean it doesn't seem to have the doesn't seem to have the long I suppose they've got some of the curved stages doesn't need to have a long um ellen van dyke um lengths to it that that you know that i did that that, that, that that i think played to her yeah it's it's but weird it, it, and it
0: looks th- it's also one of those things of how it looks on the map versus how it feels on the road could be quite different too you know like they could be more sweeping bends on the road rather than than i
1: don't know i've looked at yeah i mean i've looked at it on i've looked at this on um uh, Google Maps and it's roundabouts, like like like, like a lot oh, of yeah. those well, I'm, I'm corners of roundabouts. I'm
0: specifically of that bit along Pearl Boulevard after the Mushroom. You know. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean that's a more sweeping bit. Yeah, yeah. But it's which is good for getting up speed. But then I mean the thing about all these little corners, about going through these corners is just weird to me because how do you how do you take those you know how do you take those corners? It's
0: yeah,
1: it's it's going to be. I mean it's going to be I don't think I've ever seen a time trial course like this.
0: No, and, Not- and it's this is I think part of why I'm I I guess also looking so so closely at the Dutch is cuz it's going to take a lot of power too cuz you're going to like like because of the corners you're going to lose so much momentum and speed through things. It's going to be a lot of, you know, standing back up on the pedals and digging in and and building up again and all that sort of stuff. It's yeah. It's weird. It is I mean, weird. It's... It is, but I mean, I guess on the, on the other side of it, weird is what's going to make it interesting, you know? Yeah. Touch, yeah. Touch for Mica. So you know. yeah.
1: Um, we've talked a lot about
0: worlds. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're so hour. we've done our so, hour. So unlike us. Um,
1: so unlike us. Um. So let's just tell you when they are. Um. It should all be. T- it's all going to be televised, which is awesome. That's uh. Yeah, the Team, the team so, Time... Team type Trials blah, blah.
0: on Sunday, the 9th of October? Mm-hmm.
1: The, uh... The, um sorry i've just lost i've completely lost my mind which is i'm just like sis i just keep thinking about that course like this is the weirdest course i've ever seen for a time trial like no shit this is bizarre it's just madness but the yes so the um the team time trials are on the 9th the junior time trial is on the 10th of october that's monday the um elite women time trial is on the 11th on tuesday the Junior road race is on the fourteenth, and the road race the is road on, race the 15th. on the fifteenth. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's that's worlds in a nutshell. Obviously, we'll um, we'll follow up next. I with, don't think that's
1: a nutshell, Dan. I think that's more like a, um, no, no, a giant. Well, it's, uh, it's like it's a
0: really big nut. It's 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 a giant nut, but it's still in a nutshell. So you know, work with me here. It's a metaphor. Fuck. We'll we'll obviously um, follow up and and cover off everything that's happened over the next few days next week. But before we go, um, transfers, man. There's been some interesting news in relation to that.
1: Holy! Sh- I thought I said, "Oh, there's not going to be much much movement this year." How wrong was I? We the big news last year. I mean, finally, finally, Corinne. Right, first big, first big news. Pauline fran We'd kind of thought she was... We knew she was leaving Rabo Live. Well, this rumour has been around forever. She's finally announced that she's going to Canyon Shram.
0: Yeah, which is um, an interesting move for her, and I'll be very curious to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Lots of money, I'm imagining.
0: Yeah, well, definitely I, I, I would believe that, but also I imagine a lot of, um, you know... Freedom to, to be protected rider in a lot of races and stuff as well. Yeah, but I, but I don't know what that's I'm, going to
1: be like for the other riders. Well, though. and
0: that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. I'm not sure how that team supports a rider like Pauline, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is about, about um, Canyon SRAM is they're not, they're kind of almost, they're almost like, they're just, they, they're, they're a team without a lead rider. They swap it around a lot. So mm, mm. I don't know. I mean, the only, we don't, we haven't, Canyon Shram are one of those... It was funny, because we were saying last week that a lot of um, teams, there are some big teams that don't announce during the season. So it's very funny that we had two of the biggest announcements last week, which is you know basically after all after the road racing season had finished.
0: It's also um, proof of, of how popular our podcast is among the, the pro peloton, though, that they listen to it and then are like, ah, fuck you guys, I'm announcing now. Well, um, I think it's the... that they don't
1: listen, because they literally announced while we were doing... <laughs> The big news last week was what is going on with Rabolive. And it looks much better than I thought. It's not got a big sponsor next year. It's going to be called Fortitude Pro Cycling. Its sponsors are going to be made of a patchwork of little sponsors. Mm. Um, And it's got a really interesting squad. The full squad is from Rabolive. Uh, Mariana Voss, it's her team, show Kat, and sit. Monique Teneglow, Katarsian and Uodoma, Aniska Costa, Sheen Korovar and Yara Castellain. Yep. And they're adding to that, uh, Rotem Gafinovitz, who's a Israeli writer I have never heard of. Um, Lauren Kitchen, coming from High Tech Products. Rihanna Marcus from Liv who who is one of my favorite Oh, my God, I've never heard of her before. She's fantastic riders, very young. And Anna Plichter, Polish rider from BTC City, Ljubljana, who has been attacking and attacking and attacking all year Yeah, and is a super strong time trialist. That's an interesting squad.
0: It is, it is. And I think it's particularly interesting because I think it's revealing about not just where the, the team will be at for 2017, but where it might be looking to go in subsequent years as well. So... Um, in terms of development and, and opportunity for young riders. I think it's going to be a really interesting squad to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and also, I was a bit worried about them. I was thinking they were going to take be taking a massive step down. And looking at that, that is not a no. team that's taken a step down. No, but we do all. have teams... Well, I mean, yes, of course it is, because they've lost Anna van der Breger, they've lost Paul, Pauline van der but that's still a hell of a strong team.
0: Well, so, it is a hell of a strong team, and it's also—I mean, yes, okay. So you, they, they've lost some some significant riders, but I, I feel like it would be more of a loss if they'd all gone to the same team because they're 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 going in different directions. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those those occasional ripples that happens around the peloton as ride, riders start to find more opportunities um, for their own ambitions and stuff. You know, it's, yeah, yeah.
1: I, the team I'm fascinated by is Liv Planteur, because we know some riders have left. We don't know about, for example, Lair Um but they've brought in Lucinda Brand, yep. um, Leanne Lippert, Corinne Rivera.
0: Yeah, which is the like
1: Ellen Van Dyke.
0: Mm-hmm. See, that is a mega team, basically. In my opinion. yeah,
1: I wonder. I wonder what's happening to. Well, it, what's happening with Leah Kirchman? Is Leah Kirchman still going to be there? Because, you know, she was, she's, she's super, super strong. And yeah, I, 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 I don't know where she's, I don't know where she's going. So these are riders we don't know yet. We don't know about, oh no, I've got, no, Leah, Leah Kirchman's extended. Uh, Floodshin Mackay's extended. Yeah, so they, we don't know about Sarah Mustanen. They've got Rosanna Slick. They've got, uh, they've got Yulia Souk. Kiara Steins has moved to Park Hotel, Sabrina Stoltins is still there, we don't know about Carly Taylor, and Molly Weaver is still at Live. So, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Interesting. I am fascinated by Corin Rivera, though, because yeah. I've always said Corin Rivera is a super, super fast sprinter, and I feel a bit sorry for her because she won something like 80 national titles in the USA, but she won them like starting at five years old and she won them across track mountain bike cyclocross and road and i sometimes when a rider wins everything it's because she's head and shoulders above everyone else and sometimes when a rider wins everything it's because she's she's not you know she's there's not that much of a talent pool around her Mm. and Corinne is undoubtedly super skilled and super talented but she's been basing herself in the USA and coming across to the um, to, to 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 do European blocks of racing, and I don't think that she's ever had that full on. She's never had a full European season, so she's never really learned, had that chance to learn um, uh, uh, positioning.
0: Yep. you know. Yep. yep.
1: Uh, when she, I, I feel sorry for Corinne because I always think about that year when. Um, when Pauline Franpreau won the road, won the road, road world sh- race championships and the Americans were basically saying Pauline Corinne is going to come over and she's going to destroy everyone she's going to win at beat, beat everyone she's going to she's clearly going to win there's no one who can touch her she's the best junior in the whole world and that must have been quite hard for her because Pauline Franpreau and you know Visele Ratto, and Hannah Solovey were in that you know we're in that we're in that race and and obviously, Pauline Fran is just, is, is the, is the, was the phenomenal junior of that junior generation. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So it's, it's, yeah, it's. I felt for her because I felt that she was bigged up, but it wasn't necessarily her fault that she was bigged up so much, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. Um, in the, I think mean, it's not her always, fault at all. No, no, not her fault at all, and it's always going to be a challenge like that, but I think that's part of why I'm so excited by this move now because, you know, I, I kind of feel like we're we're seeing that um, that sort of uh, next step in the evolution of U.S. cycling in terms of, of more U.S. riders um being ready to make this commitment and, and you know join for for um, full seasons and and really really work it out and do so with some success, you know. And I think I think this could be a great move for current. So I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am, and I mean, I am, I am as well. I, I I think I you know she could win worlds this year. She's especially strong as a as a um, what's the word for it, crit, crit rider. Mm. She could win wells this year. You know, it's it's I'm just really happy to see her. I, I I know it's hard for the Americans because, you know, you have to give up everything, blah, 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 blah. But it's also hard for the Canadians. It's also hard for the South Africans. It's also hard for the definitely much harder for the Aussies and the Kiwis. It's hard for the Japanese. Hard do you know what I mean? Japanese. Exactly. exactly. I am please. really excited about I mean, you know, Corinne has chosen to stay in the USA and finish her degree. I feel like this is a really exciting time for her.
0: Oh, you know? absolutely! And and this is the thing. I don't. I don't. You know, think uh, like I have. I have zero criticism of of where she's gone before. I'm just excited because I feel like this is going to be a really good move at a really good time for her. So, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, silence.
0: Yeah, there have.
1: I. I'm assuming Shelley Olds
0: is retiring. I. It's looking more and more like that, isn't it? So.
1: I mean, I just, I can't, I don't get it. I mm. assume that Shelley Olds is retiring. We haven't heard that much. All we've heard about silence is the riders that are going in. I think that Shelley Olds and Man on the Camera won't be there next year. They've brought in um, Malga Zatza-Jasinska from Ali Cipollini, the Polish rider who just attacks, 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 climber. They've brought in Danny King from Wiggle High Five, who, you know, could be one of the best riders in the world. They've got Willa Knoll from Lotta Sudal, but they've got Kirsten Vield yeah. from High Set Products.
0: yeah. So, you know, it's going to be – and, you know, silence took a while to find their feet this season, but they, they did
1: that's – a, That's a polite way of putting it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I am renowned for my politeness, so <laughs>
1: – So they didn't get their first race to win until the end of May. Oh, they've also – I forgot to say, Valentina Scandalara is going to Fortitude.
0: Yes, yes. So, you know, yeah, I mean, silence is going to be really interesting, I think I mean you know it it's well, and especially because there's there's a you know better than average chance that they'll have the reigning rogue world champion with them, so. Um, well,
1: I—I I mean, yeah, I just think that there's no where's Shelley Olds. Like, yeah. I think Shelley Olds will retire. Shelley Olds had that horrible crash early on in the year, and Shelley Olds—I mean, unless unless Manella Cambera, because Manella Cambra and Shelley Olds—they're married and they um, come as a pair normally. Shelley's the sprinter, Manella Cambera is the DS. I, I, there's no way in the world I can see Shelley Olds and Kirsten Field in the same team. I just can't. I just can't. It doesn't
0: make any sense. No, no, it doesn't make any. Logical sense at all. It just doesn't. So, I mean, unless they're suddenly, uh, maybe they're sitting on a huge budget, you know, like you know, like five times the budget for next year, and they're planning on running lots of multiple races and multiple squads or something. But otherwise, it makes no sense at all.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who else? Bolstolmans. We know. Okay, what do we know about Bolstolmans? We know that um that they've 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 got they've lost they're getting they've shed a couple of riders. Uh, they've shared, Demi de Jong is, um, is going to Park Hotel. They've, sh- they, uh, Roxanne Kasper. Romy, yeah, R- R- yeah. Blah. Romy Casper is going to Ale um, Chifflimi. Yep. But really, everyone else that we know, I think we practically know everyone else is staying. Yep. And they've added, apart from Ellen Van Dyke, we know is leaving because Ellen Van Dyke is gone to Live Plantour. Yep. But they're adding, they're swapping Ellen Van, um, Evelyn Stevens is retiring so Bowles are, have added in Anna van der Breger and Jip, Jip van den who's from Park Hotel Valkenburg very very young very interesting young rider talent to watch for the future um, yeah I I don't know I, when I first looked at this I still think that we've only got one super team this year next year and that's Bowles Dormans they're like by far head and shoulders above the rest and we know yeah. that they can do it the question is, I guess, what are they going to be like in post Olympic year? I mean, it, uh, you know, will, will, for example, Lizzie Danon will she be on wanting to have that same kind of thing? Yeah. What's going to happen? It's just interesting, but yeah, Anna, how it, will it they shake down with Anna Van der Breger?
0: Definitely interesting, but I mean, at the same time, it, I mean, like let let's just let's just stretch that out a little bit. You know, let's let's assume that um, that Lizzie Danon wants to race a slightly lighter schedule you know coming into the the new year oh shit i guess that means megan guanier kicks her season off a little easier earlier okay um you, you know and evander Bregger can take some of the chances off the shoulders of megan and lizzie like yeah, like yeah but
1: it's but it's weird though it's again it's that balls and what used to be a wiggle problem um is that you know you look at them and now you've got armitster danon sorry danon guarnier and van der breger are all going to be racing for the same races same wins who do you put in the in the giro like Paul megan guarnier just doesn't seem to be able to catch a break in terms of ever being the like outright team leader in terms of the in terms of the giro because they're both two giro winners Again, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm interested.
0: Oh, look, it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch, but certainly from the Super Team perspective and certainly from this season's um, narrative point of view where it was, you know, like, like bowls have just been the winners of fucking everything. Um, you know, it, it, I just, I'm not overly concerned about their ability to get complicated teams to work because they've done yeah. a- yeah.
1: Can we have a little? Can we have just a little word about Orica Ais, who are, who are a bit buggered, well, really, aren't they? We've lost Bianchi Are going? We think we're pretty sure Bianchi are going. That's sad. Um, obviously, Rabo Liver stepping down, which is sad. Um, but you know they're yeah. still a super strong team. We've got now, teams stepping up, but are Orica... the ones that we're most?
0: Oh, sorry, I was just. Yeah, the one
1: it. we're most worried about is Orica Ais. Well, the.
0: And and it's hard to tell. Like Orica announced their their news much later in the season, not least because um, you know Australian nationals happen early in the new year, and the um, you know there's a whole bunch of racing here over our summer and stuff. Like like there's there's all sorts of reasons why Orica are on a slightly different timeline um, to everyone else. But one of the big announcements that came this week. Um you know, the news had been around or, or rumors had circled for a little while, but the news broke this week that um Taylor Wiles is going to United Healthcare in two thousand and seventeen. Now she wrote a, a blog post about it, um, in which she revealed that um she learned in September that Orica's budget had been cut and they were forced to let go of one of their two international riders. Um hmm. Now, Taylor's been very generous in her blog post, they're very professional, and I'm not attempting to read anything further into this situation than that. It's an incredibly difficult situation. Um, She's been very gracious in the way that she's, you know, explained her part of it. Um, But it it certainly... um, when you talk about the, the sort of things that we've seen from Orica this year where they've gone to fewer races and yes, ostensibly that was to focus on the Olympics and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, there's also financial implications in, in not having to send teams to certain parts of the world and stuff like that, that. It just, for me, leaves a question mark over what's happening for Orica coming into the next year. Um mm. and particularly because Orica for the women in particular rely um on the support of the Australian Institute of Sport, um and and f- um, a fair bit of their funding comes via that channel and that fu- that funding is actually literally tied directly to our Olympic success and we did not have a great Olympics. Um, mm. I, I've just got I've just got a big question mark and concern. I don't want to say that you know something will or won't happen I, I i don't know and so i don't want to you know create undue or unnecessary drama there but i'll be watching closely to, to see what happens
1: it's going to be interesting because all we know about oracle next year is that is that they don't have the money to pay to international riders we don't know if anamit van is going to go there going to stay there which is interesting I think she only signed on a one year contract because I think she was going to retire after the Olympics
0: yeah so I mean there's just there's just a couple of unknowns and you know and it will be a little while before we hear anything um, more definitive so you know that's that's going to be a tricky one but that's that's something that we've just got to wait out I guess anyway mm. um that's all I got by way of transfer news uh,
1: yeah <sighs> yeah
0: well, um, it's, uh... yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly shaping up to be an exciting twenty seventeen. I'm, I, I am again. I mean, I know we commented on this last week, just kind of amazed at how much of this news has come before Worlds, um, you know.
1: Yeah, but Worlds is late, remember? So, yeah, true, yeah, true. So it's, hmm. it's yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's um, it's yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's still plenty of racing to come before it's all done and dusted, and and that's exciting, and we'll. We'll be sure to catch up about all of that next week. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can, of course, find all the the latest news and links and videos and whatnot um, as we go, including how to watch and where to watch and all of that sort of jazz on our website, which Sarah loves saying the name of.
1: <laughs> ProWomensSighting.com.
0: Uh, if you would like to send Sarah your latest rumours or conspiracy theories related to team transfers or the world's course, you can do that via Twitter, uh, at underscore pigeons underscore. If you'd like to tell me about how exceedingly polite I am, you can do that at Dan W Official. And
1: handsome, and offers to go out with him.
0: Um, well, yeah, look, offer away. Go for it. You know, make your offers. <laughs> uh, but bring uh, a, bring a good all. dowry with you. Um, in whiskey. Uh, And, of course, uh, if you are thinking, hmm, self, what can I do to make the world a better place? Let me help you. You can go to patreon.com forward slash women's cycling and for a couple of dollars a month, help to uh, support Sarah in all of the the wonderful work that she does to keep us informed and up to date. Thank you, as always, for listening. We all make another false promise about being shorter next time and break it next time. Look forward to catching up with you then.